After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, my friends. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Order online or over the phone, and semen will be shipped directly to you. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haas. That's not funny. Why don't we pick that piece of tape? <laughs> I don't get it. Hmm. How you doing, Vives? I'm good. That was bull semen, it's by the bull way. bull semen. That is a real commercial, but, but just so you know, it's all above board. Yeah, it's not uh, nothing nothing sketchy about that. Nothing, it's just nothing a weird, nothing to 50 see. cc's of bull semen headed your way. <laughs> Coming up on the show today, we realize that the mailbag was a getting full. It was. So we are going to dedicate today's show to you, the Ad Council, and all of the messages you've been slinging our way. Anything to say here, Vives, before we get into it? There's, we've got some news about peanut butter. We've got some news about... Um, oh, I heard you grumbling about peanut butter earlier. <laughs> I walked by you like, peanut butter, you ever heard dad give peanut butter? <laughs> I guess we'll get into whatever that grumbling was about. Yeah, I'll get into my grumbles. Um, got some got some meat sweats, got Ugh, some... Um, hate that campaign. Got some classic uh, Pacific Northwest pitch... Pitches uh, from, from Ooh, the past, blast from the past. A, like one, a wonderful Brazilian ad. It's a real smorgasbord today. All right. Well, without. Not, and not just peanut butter. Without further ado, let's do it to it. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Where shall we start? Where shall we start? Let's start with um, this meat sweats campaign because two people let's get it out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. I'm sick in. of this stuff. <laughs> um, it's it's some pretty you know yeah it's it's very knowing marketing from two two brands that we know well Arby's and Old Spice and thanks to Brian and also Chris uh, who both brought this to our attention. Um, Arby's and Old Spice have teamed up um, for a new like like a, a new sort of like crossover campaign with some with some swag and stuff like that. Um, so they this isn't from Ad Age. Arby's and Old Spice plugging the meat sweat defense in collaborative ad. And this is a new ad. It, it features Ving Rhames voice. So it's like it starts out like a normal Arby's ad. You see one of their giant, huge, tall meat sandwiches. And then you see the Old Spice famous pitchman Isaiah Mustafa, and he's tiny and he's like climbing the meat mm-hmm. sandwich like it's uh, like he's rock climbing it. Um, he's meat climbing it. He's meat climbing it, um, and he's shirtless wearing a towel, climbing tiny tiny man, tiny shirtless man climbing a meat sandwich. Um, and Ving Rhames, uh, he uh, he comes to Ving Rhames' attention if you want to play this. Yeah, I'll play this. There's a lot that happens very um, kind of quickly. I, I don't know if you're going to be mad at me for spoiling the ending here, Vives, but I want to um, remind people, too, that I believe it was, was it Isaiah Mustafa's first kind of weird Old Spice commercial where he says, I'm on a horse. Yes, it's one of those ads where it keeps kind of pulling, like the shot keeps changing or it, it appears to be a single shot, but like the background keeps changing. Right. And at the end, he randomly says, I'm on a horse. Because he's on like a beautiful white horse. There is a callback to that when he uh, falls off this cliff of a sandwich and lands on a kind of sauce at the end. Arby's heads, you probably know where that's going. Let's take a listen to this. Arby's half pound roast beef piled high with meat sweats. Who said that? Old Spice meat sweat defense. Defends against the meat sweats. It's very literal. Now, I want to say, it's very literal. I want to <laughs> say, so now we're close up on him, on Isaiah Mustafa, and he's, you know, shirtless, climbing. The, I, I just want to say this as somebody who, I really enjoy Arby's sandwiches, I right? I do. And I know they're really leaning into the whole kind of masculine meatiness. I hate the... There's so much I hate about the Arby's campaign. And I love Arby's sandwiches. But now there's a close-up of Mustafa climbing this thing. So the meat around him is huge. He's hanging on these pieces of meat. And he's shirtless. And there's something just about that, like being shirtless and hanging off giant, giant, enormous slabs of meat. And he, of course, is carrying this antiperspirant because he's going to talk about meat sweats, which is, again, a very... Old Spice got the the better end of this deal, right? I think so. I feel like... 
I feel like, yeah, like Arby's is daring you not to throw up. Right, exactly. I don't want to associate anything I'm putting yeah. in my mouth with this ad. And he's it's about so to gross. spray the antiperspirant while he's hanging from the meat sandwich. And another thing I don't like associating in my mind is spray deodorant and meat. Yes, any kind of aerosol, <laughs> so but gross. especially actually isn't it true that um Arby's meat comes out of an aerosol can or is that just an urban <laughs> legend? Just an urban legend. Uh, no, uh, but yeah, of course, like you you just ugh, everything is so gross. Since I stopped it's this pour, halfway it's through. It's poured out of a bottle. Yes, it is. So, do you remember that rumor though that yes. um it's gelatin? It's that, yeah. pure gelatin. Okay, yeah. take a listen. Arby's half pound roast beef piled high with meat sweats. Who said that? Old Spice Meat Sweat Defense. Defends against the meat sweats. It's very literal. <sighs> Get out of this ad. Oh! I'm on a horsey sauce. <laughs> Arby's, we have the meat sweats. Defense. Uh, okay, so horsey sauce is a, is a, is a much celebrated... Um, sauce that Arby's has. I don't think I eat the. That's like uh, horseradish. I assume right? it's a horseradish-based yeah, sauce. I don't usually go for that. I yeah. do go for their. Um, they do have another sauce that you can get that is really good. I dip my curly fries in. My God, as much as I'm talking about how gross this is, just thinking of those curly fries <laughs> does make me want to go to Arby's. It's yeah. been a minute, but Arby's like, is like we can take it, Old Spice. You can spray deodorant on us. You can put our giant sandwich between a spray deodorant and a stick deodorant. Ugh. You can put a shirtless man. On a on a a, spa, a packet of sauce, nothing can deter people who like Arby's from eating Arby's. I think that's what this this is just a flex by Arby's. Um, yeah, I it, I feel like we need a term, and maybe there is one. I just don't know it. But like a word for these kinds of campaigns, right? So you have the weird campaigns, right? Like right. Skittles is a weird kind of campaign, but like it's like the type of thing where they make one commercial, but it doesn't even matter if this will ever air. You make this commercial it's, so that it's just talk a show producers, yeah. you know, from local to national, when they need a kicker or something, they will say, hey, did you hear about this? And then they get and again. We are doing this show specifically because this is a show about commercials. But this is the type of thing that I would fight back against if a host of some like general talk show I right. was working on wanted to do this. Because it's like it's just like, hey, how weird and gross can we be? And let's combine forces. And there's something about both of these campaigns that like kind of irritate me now. And I didn't quite realize that until they came together like. Like this you don't like the old spice campaign even i think i'm over it okay i think i'm done with it all right i i don't necessarily agree i think old spice has done a good job of evolving um but remain but keeping a through line uh and i like isaiah mm -hmm. mustafa i think he's a good pitch man um Oh, and you also have something we like to call the female gaze. <laughs> of course, I subject him relentlessly to the female gaze. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that this does gross me out. Like, just weirdly, it's mostly the sight. It's not even the little shirtless man on a sandwich that grosses me out. It's literally seeing a sandwich between two deodorant packages yeah. that just like creates a level of cognitive dissonance that I don't enjoy. Um, but I get it. Like you're saying, like, it's a stunt. It's about brand recognition. It's about um, just getting a little bit of, you know, earned media um, coming with this campaign is um, you can buy for $60, 60 American dollars, um, a limited edition meat sweat defense kit. I went to uh, Arby'sShop.com today. It includes a roast beef pattern sweatshirt and sweatpants. So when I say pattern, I mean, you know, it's like that sort of photorealistic up Ew, close so look. I was going to say the only thing that would make this commercial grosser would be if Isaiah was wearing like yes. a cape made out of this roast beef or well, something. It sounds like that's what they're basically selling. So you can wear sweatpants that look like you're draped in meat. Yes, and Ugh, a sweatshirt. Good. Um, two old, a, sweatpant, a sweatband, a towel, two Old Spice dry sprays, and a, um, I think a gift certificate for Arby's and see like okay another example I think I feel like KFC gets into this. like there's some whatever I'm trying to describe like KFC you can get KFC Crocs right wasn't that a thing or probably. something like oh these Crocs smell like chicken that's probably not it but like <laughs> just like these stupid ass like partnership campaigns that are also kind of leaning into grossness in a certain way too yeah I mean it's a way of leveraging social media right it's yeah. a way of getting people to react to, to react and like i'm with you in that i i don't think it's it's not super innovative anymore it's just like 
it's it's a formula. It's yeah. formulaic, but like you know, it doesn't particularly bother me that that this was brought to our attention. Like it, it definitely like falls within our purview. Uh, yeah, certainly show. on this show, I um I was surprised to see that this is that these two products have different um cr- you know creatives behind them. So you have Wyden Kennedy uh, does the Old Spice ads, and Fallon does the Arby's. Yeah, I would have thought it would ad- be like, oh hey, we're you know we already have you both. We in have our you both. Let's, accounts. Yeah, let's let's make some but magic it a, here. It was a partnership. Any hoozles. There I'm you sure go. Someone in a room somewhere said we have the meats, and then someone jokingly added sweats yeah that's the other thing too just you we didn't even address that just the idea of meat sweats now growing up like we started to joke about this i feel like that was was it a 90s thing and when some people started talking about the meat sweats it feels like that to me i don't know that you I don't know, know what i don't know the what the origin, origin is of meat sweats is other than meat at some point it started like at some point somebody said oh meat sweats and be- became like this I don't know. Like, I, I feel like we didn't grow up with meat sweats. It's not and then a Chris Farley point, joke, right? Like, that's I don't the I think so. I, so I sweat when I eat. Oh, well, you know what? I associate it with that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. Even the, just the, the idea of the meat sweats is just a little bit, maybe a little bit tired. Anyway, you want to leave this one there? Let's leave it do we, there. Do we do it justice? From meat sweats, um, let's talk about uh, peanut butter box. This mm-hmm. commercial, this commercial. Is that a box full of peanut butter or a well, box made out of peanut it butter? Depends who you ask. Well, this is from Laura, and Laura says she adores these chatty Chewy's Chatty Pets commercial. This is their this is for mm-hmm. Chewy.com. We actually use them to get our uh, most of our pet stuff now. Yeah, they broke our fence. They did break our fence, which is unfortunate. Uh, they th- their their FedEx delivery person threw a heavy box full of cat food over our fence, and in the process broke broke part of the fence. Uh, so that was frustrating. Um, but Laura uh, says that uh, this commercial is one of those ones that has like a line that she and her friend like repeat to each other. Uh, mm-hmm. Peanut butter boxes here. So the premise of this one is you have two dogs uh, looking out the window of their home, and the larger, probably dumber dog. It's always the big one that's dumb, right? It's a trope. No, I don't feel like that is true because I feel like growing up you had like the big tough dog and the yippy little wimpy dog. No, I feel like this the big, is, tell me about one. the rabbits, George. Uh, oh, originally. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. But did you see the other one too? Like the big dog who's like the bully is like the brains of the operation. You got the yippy little dog saying, where are we going now? What are we going to do? What are we going to do, Rufus? Hmm. I don't know what I'm imitating. I there. don't know. Yeah. What you're You imitating. have no idea what I'm talking about? Like a Looney Tunes type of deal? I remember that, yeah, where one dog is more, like, chill and one Mm -hmm. dog, the smaller dog is, like, more, uh, like, hyperactive. Mm. But was one smarter than the other? I felt like the one was sort of the, um, this is what I'm picturing here, Um, Spike and Chester, apparently. And I'll bet you I'm totally wrong about everything. Got like a big bulldog. So you got like a big bulldog, and he's he looks like kind of a well a bully, and he's kind of like um you know walking down the street uh toughly, and then the little dog is running around him. This is exactly what I was picturing, although I might have their personalities wrong. I but I definitely think of the big dog as being the leader, and therefore the thought leader, and the little <laughs> dog being um dumber. But I could be wrong. Let's hear. You want I should dig up some bones for you? Anything you say, Spike. Because you and me is pals. That's right, ain't it, Spike? I say, we're jolly chums, aren't we, Alfie, old boy? Through thick and thin, all that sort of rot. Aren't we now, Alfie? I say. Blast you. Go home, you mongrel. Quit following that. Whoa, I didn't know that Spike was British. He's an English bulldog. He's an English bulldog. Anyway, this is a montage of basically that premise over and over again. So I think I will that leave both of those dogs are dumb. Yeah, I would say you're right. Neither one of them is a. Um, oh, I was trying to make a road scholar, but with a in the dog universe joke, I came up with nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, in this Chewy commercial, the bigger dog, which I think is maybe a a hound dog, uh, or no, maybe I can't see a picture of it, but it's. Um, it's a bigger dog, and then there's a smaller dog. It's like a terrier or something. They're looking at the chewy box being delivered outside, and one of the dogs is exciting, be- excited because he, the big dog, thinks it's the peanut butter box, and they'll explain. Georgio, look. The peanut butter box is here. Ralph, that's the chewy pharmacy box with our flea and tick meds. It's not peanut butter. I know, I know. But every time the box comes, we get the peanut butter. Yes, because mom takes the meds out of the box and puts them in the peanut butter. Sounds like we're getting peanut butter. Yes, but that is the chewy pharmacy box. The peanut butter box is here. The peanut butter box is here. All right, I'm out. 
Pet prescriptions delivered to your door. Chewy. A lot of British dogs. I don't. I think that was maybe Australian. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I like that commercial. Um, yeah, I think the, that's really cute. The small dog sounds like John Mulaney to me. I don't think it oh, is, okay. but it sounded like a John Mulaney character. I like these dogs. I would watch. I would watch them more. I think they should build a campaign around them. I agree. Yeah, let let's see more of uh, Giorgio and whatever the other one's name. And is. the person who wrote in Laura also likes these or doesn't like these. Does like them? Good. She says they air so often, but I never get tired. They really oh. know pet people. Yeah, I agree, Laura. I've not seen audience. those uh, in the wild. My 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 commercial watching since we got rid of cable mm-hmm. has changed quite dramatically. Yeah. I definitely. I mean, I still watch a lot of television. I still watch a lot of television that has ads like. Even HBO, or the version we paid for, has ads, and mm-hmm. um, Hulu has ads for sure. Prime has ads, mm-hmm. um, and I heard Netflix is like looking at ads. So I'm like the only person in America who was like, "Okay, yeah, we'll <laughs> take know? the ads. I'll take the ads. We need to. We need to see the ads, but it, but it does <laughs> but I'm change what we so see. Much. We don't see those like, and I don't know what's going to happen when football season yeah. is here. We will probably find a feed that probably. I'm guessing won't have commercials. That's, but that's the thing. huge in our show is like those football season commercials. Yeah, we really did kind of hamstring ourselves getting rid of cable, but I'm not going back because we're saving so much money. It's so expensive. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's so I'm I'm not seeing a lot of stuff that is either running on television or running on or on on kinds of services or kinds of programming that I don't see because yeah. increasingly ads are so targeted to. Um, yeah. to your interests and what mm-hmm. they know about you. I'm surprised I don't get more Chewy ads. I'm a Chewy customer, for one thing, um, and we have a pet. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I'm glad I'm glad to see these chatty pets, and I want to see more of them. What I meant to say before, um, when we're talking about both the dogs being dumb, what I meant to say was neither one of them is winning a scholarship to Cambridge University. Oh, my God. That's really terrible. It's just really, really sure. It's just really bad. Yeah. Also, the fact that I refer to it as winning a scholarship really, really sort of, you know what? You I'm can as win dumb a scholarship. As, can you, do you win a scholarship or do you earn a scholarship? You can win a scholarship. My, I, I, I actually got caught up on my own verb there. Literally, not even my verbiage, but my verb. I was like, you don't, you win scholarships, huh? Okay. I mean, I think it would make sense to someone. Okay, to good. Yeah. I mean, your joke was still terrible. Oh, okay. Um, speaking of peanut butter boxes and peanut butter generally, uh, Harvey wrote in to say, I heard you guys were suffering from the national GIF shortage as well. Yes. We were. Yes. We've had to, had, first of all, had we had a, came, Andrew came up with Skippy peanut butter, which I was like, what is yeah. this? And he explained there was no GIF. At the store I was shopping at, and I thought that just happened to be, oh, I'm kind of in a new grocery store, and there's all kinds of supply chain issues going on these days. So I wasn't super surprised. You almost broke up with me. You're just, not even that you have... <laughs> Not, that you, I don't think it's like the, you hate Skippy. Just like who are we who as are a family? We? We've been together. But you made the right call, which was to get peanut butter, the right peanut butter, instead of to go like with a like if the you kind you got to mix up. Well, with, my God, don't even ever bring, don't darken don't my door with that garbage. Joke. Don't even joke. But like you know, if you had seen like I could see you making the wrong call on like oh it's Jif, but it's crunchy or something. Oh no, no, I, would I wouldn't want. do that. Yeah, yeah. Do people even eat crunchy peanut butter anymore? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I was talking to Luke about this on TBTL, and I think he says that he'll go for a chunky now. Um, I will say this. He probably eats that, like, mix-it-up healthy kind, No, right? he says he used to, as a kid, he had to eat that stuff, oh. and he was so jealous of, like, the kids who had, like, peanut butter you didn't have to mix up. Um, I will say this. So we've been, I've been a loyal GIF customer my entire life. Yeah. I assume you have as well, not just our adult lives. Yeah. Um, Since we've been together as adults, GIF, 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 GIF. Um, But I brought home some Skippy the other day. I would have never been able to pass a blind taste test. Yeah, probably me either. I went back, I had to buy, I bought a little mini thing of Jiffy. uh, I'm sorry, of Skippy. Yeah, you're getting ahead of (laughs) yourself. I'm getting ahead of uh, Of Skippy. And, I actually accidentally lost it in the back of the cupboard, so I thought we were out again, and I went back to the grocery store a couple of weeks later. I know this, I'm, As I'm telling this story, I'm realizing how this paints me as a consumer of peanut butter. We're pretty, we're peanut butter forward house. We really are, yeah. yeah. It's we often, like it. it's, yeah, the clock strikes midnight, it's yeah. about time to go to bed. Ooh, a little peanut butter and jelly nightcap? Mm, sure, that's what, the doc- that's what the doctor ordered. <laughs> um, 
If I live through this episode, it'll be a miracle of science. <laughs> um, but anyway, they didn't have any more Skippy the next time I went back. So I just got like Kroger brand, like straight up grocery store brand peanut butter. Yeah, and it's kind of aping Jif because it's got like the red plastic lid, I think. Yeah, but that was it, just a red plastic lid and a, I a saw plain it, red label. I saw it in the, like on the counter and without looking too closely i uh, thought we i thought we were back in the gym no but the thing is vives this is a learning opportunity for us because again i would never yeah. pass the taste test like first of all peanut butter quite often i mean people probably a lot of the people who are listening right now don't even buy this shitty ass peanut butter that we buy like the gif stuff like usually people actually prefer like the more organic you stir it up it's got no one know. really likes that that's just a lie that rich people tell themselves <laughs> you know the greatest lie the devil ever told was that organic peanut butter is superior to Jif. isn't there that's a, i'm i was sort of like mangling a quote from amy poehler <laughs> from baby mama where like Tina Fey, you know, she's kind of a kind of a dirtbag, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Tina Fey works for a Whole Foods uh, analog. And um, he, Tina Fey tries to tell her that the organic whatever food she's serving her is better. And she says, nobody likes this crap. It's just a lie rich people tell themselves. <laughs> well, and that's I mean, honestly, that's me. You wake me up in the middle of the night. That's what I think, too. Well, what do you think the price difference is between Jif and generic Kroger brand peanut butter? And should we continue buying the generic stuff? Now I'm that fine with the generic stuff. That, yes. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so what were you saying? What was I saying? <laughs> so Jif peanut butter. This is from Harvey. And Harvey says, I heard you guys are suffering from this Jif shortage. I threw together a playlist of some classic GIF commercials from over mm. the years for you to enjoy and drool over until the world writes itself again. Um, also, did you know that there is a Mandela effect theory that claims it was once called Jiffy? And you just misspoke and called it Jiffy because yeah. you conflated Skippy right, and Jiffy for right. a moment. Um, and so he sent a, Harvey also sent a video that is someone trying really hard and in a very misguided way to uh, prove to amass enough, as he says, circumstantial grains of sand to create a beach of evidence that there is <laughs> a, a that it was once called Jiffy and that it either they've either erased all evidence of this or or get or I guess we were we've entered a parallel timeline. I don't know. It's unclear what his ultimate theory is, but um, it's a pretty hilarious but also tragic video. Um, although Harvey does say, I am a victim of this Mandela effect myself, um, but I thought they were two separate brands where there was a Jiffy, a Jif, and a Skippy. Oh, really? Well, one thing that we should say is this Jif peanut butter shortage wasn't just supply chain issues. It was actually because of a E. coli-related recall yes, of Yes, which we actually right? knew about before because I got a letter about right. it. And I checked to make sure that the can of Jif we had or the jar of Jif that we had wasn't within the, like, serial numbers of the ones that were affected. When you say you got a letter about it, you mean you got an email? Well, now I'm having a Mandela effect. How did you... Because it seems weird that uh, they would reach out to us directly unless they're like... It probably was an email. What, you didn't just see it on social media or something? I feel like it was sent to me somehow. Like, why, are, is this something where we're getting recall notices based on our little value cards that we use at a... Or loyalty cards or whatever you call them at a grocery store? Why would they, did they send one to everybody in America? Like, we don't get one for all the products we don't use. That's true. How did I come across it? Maybe it was a social media post. I just remember reading it. I shouldn't have said letter. Okay. Putting that aside, let's also talk about the Mandela effect a little bit, because um, it seems like there is some confusion about what the Mandela effect actually describes, right? Now, does the Mandela effect refer to conspiracy theories where people truly believe something has changed or is the Mandela effect just the idea that like a whole bunch of people from a same generate from the same generation all happen to be incorrect about their memories yeah I think it's I understand it to be a perception issue which is that for whatever for some reason and I think it's often not as complicated or as mysterious as people think like Jif Jif peanut butter is an easy one to explain, right? There's a Skippy peanut butter. Mm-hmm. There's a Jif peanut butter. There's a Jiffy pop, all of which are foods that people of a certain age, our age basically, and, and older, would have remembered eating or seeing on the shelves. And it's utterly mundane and and 
expected that their brains would conflate these three popular mm-hmm. kinds of foods in there, you know, and that, you, that your memory would be that there was a jiffy peanut butter. Yeah. And uh, but, this, but yeah, so so yeah. I'm saying I think that a Mandela effect is the is a memory that a bunch of people share and for whatever reason is not accurate but like it just is something that a bunch a misconception that a bunch of people share and maybe are reinforcing with each other. Then this guy who wrote who made this video about Jiffy peanut butter seems to be suggesting or seems to understand the Mandela effect as if it's something that is real mm-hmm. that really did happen and that it's some force at work that is like has erased the evidence yeah, of this not, real that's thing. That's not what the Mandela effect is. I, I not, don't, think. I don't yeah. think so. And no. I think an example, I mean, I can't, I, I guess the best example would be why it's Mandela. I can't remember why it's called the Mandela effect to you. I yes. know the Bernstein be- bear is a big A lot of people example. supposedly remember hearing that um, Nelson Mandela had died in prison. Oh, uh, okay. He did not die in prison. No. He was released. He went on to be president Famously, of South Africa. Yeah. Famously. Yeah. Like, most of us who watched the news remember that he was like, you know, joyfully released when South Africa was essentially like when apartheid ended and that he went on to become the leader of the nation. Mm -hmm. And so that one has, it's funny to me that it's called the Mandela effect because of all the things that, that I can imagine misremembering like Baron, like I did think it was the Berenstain bears, right? Like I was surprised at the Berenstain bears. It should be called the Berenstain effect. Yeah, it should. I just can't believe there are that many people who really stain on our culture. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> who really don't remember that Nelson Mandela was the president of South yeah, Africa. Yeah, I know that. Although, yeah. why am I surprised by okay, that? Yeah, that's a, so okay, and, and that's the exact. And then, so the Berenstain Bear one is a big, and then also. Um, this idea that some people think that um, Shazam was a movie, yes. or the, was it Shazam? Shazam was a movie, right? There's, I'm getting confused now. It doesn't matter. I shouldn't have brought this up. Yeah, there's just something to do with whether it's like whether either like Sinbad, yeah, started a movie and Shaq started a movie, but then people have conflated those two actors and their movies, which probably weren't that different. Yeah, and they misremembered that there was a movie called Shazam that. That one of them starred. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that that just, I shouldn't have brought that last one up because I didn't remember the details. So should we? I know we're a commercial podcast. Should we just listen to a little bit of this Looney uh, Bin guy uh, talking about the Jiffy peanut butter quote unquote Mandela effect? Or do you even want to hear it? Well, I was going to share some of these other GIF commercials that okay. that Harvey shared first. Um, you mentioned earlier that you couldn't pass a taste test um, between. Uh, like the generic peanut butter that that you bought because that was what was available and and Jif, these moms. This is an old Jif commercial. These moms would uh, beg to differ. There's, you got a woman cooking like doing like very some kind of very elaborate chopping. She's cooking soup or something. Her friend comes in with groceries. I don't know why her friend's coming into her friend's house with groceries, but she is. And she says, "Wow, you're doing a, you're really choosy with these this soup you're making, but you have a real." Shitty peanut butter. Whoa, choosy mums choose Jif. You're sure choosing making soup from scratch, and you serve that peanut butter? It's a leading brand, and they're all alike. Wrong. New Jif's better. What's new about Jif? Well, New Jif's the fine grind peanut butter. Fine grind? Jif's peanuts are ground even finer to get out all the flavorful goodness. Mm. Smell yours. So now Jif smells more like fresh peanuts. Tastes Jif. Tastes tastes better. Really better. Choosy mothers choose new Jif. Now it's fine grind. Mm, I'm very dubious of the fine grind that gets out all the flavors. It gets out all the good peanut flavor. Is that why when I eat a peanut whole, it doesn't taste like a peanut because it hasn't been ground to get <laughs> all the flavor out of it? That right. is such a Don Draper, it's toasted, It's a real, man. it's toasted. And then there's another one that they later try to tell you that it's deep roasted, which is a real, and that that's why it's so oh, much better. Oh, really? Um, but then I want you to play this other one. I'm not going to put the whole list that Harvey put together, although I will just note that in GIF world, no father has ever mm. served his kid a peanut butter sandwich mm-hmm. because only mothers, the, the only parenting mm-hmm. that happens in GIF world is mothering. Well, it's not choosy fathers choose GIF. It's right. Exactly. For years, that was their their tagline. Choosy moms choose GIF. This is um, this is one that make me made me laugh just because the story is so, so funny. You have two little girls. I'm going to guess they're like... They're pretty little, like probably like eight, seven or eight, maybe. They're clearly staying over at the one girl's house for a spend the night party or a sleepover. 
And the girl who's the host is like doing her damnedest to be a good host. She's like, do you want to play this game? Do you want to watch this movie? And the little girl who's there clearly isn't really ready for a sleepover because she is like kind of freaking out, like quietly freaking out that she's not at home right now. And then her host, the host girl gets the idea to make a peanut butter sandwich. And this is probably from the 90s. This looks like early 90s, maybe maybe late 80s. How about It's more than just that great peanut taste. Jif is a simple little reminder of just how much mom cares. Does your mom cut down the middle or across? Across. (laughs) So how's it going, girls? We're doing great. Great. Moms like you choose Jif. The next time I am at any kind of social function, whatever, let's say it's a dinner party, I'm just going to say, maybe a dinner party (laughs) was a bad idea. (laughs) I'm surprised you don't already say that. <laughs> well, I say it to you're you. always on the you're always on the edge of saying that. Yeah, the I minute, say it to you ahead of time, and then I don't go. We're walking out the door, and Andrew <laughs> says, "Maybe a dinner party is a bad idea." <laughs> I just love this girl's just like she's trying. I mean, I guess it's relatable if you're a parent or if you're a kid who went through this, but like that's kind of not necessarily relatable to me. Yes. I mean, as an adult, it is because I don't like to go out, but like, and I'm not having sleepovers. But um, yeah, and just I have idea seen, of this I have seen girl. you demand a peanut butter sandwich <laughs> yeah. when people were serving food. That she couldn't handle. That is my go-to joke usually. Yeah. If I'm at any kind of a any kind of a nice um, dinner situation, I will ask if they can make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I kid though. I kid because I'm hilarious. Um, but yeah, there is something like really harsh about like she's like want to play this, want to play this. Maybe a sleepover was a no! bad idea. Like that's why am I here? Straight up rude. I love the little girl who's like she's just like. How about games? How about yeah. movies? How yeah. about what, peanut butter what sandwich? What's it going to take to get you what? into this party? <laughs> do we need to go back to the the uh, Mandela effect play, thing? Or play we... just a couple of right. minutes of this Dark Wolf. Uh, the fact pe- that his name is Dark I Wolf. I know, my God. We shouldn't even be giving him air. We really shouldn't. Hey, guys. Dark Wolf here. I sort of felt like he was talking to me when he said, hey, guys. Well, that then mission accomplished. A lot of our voicemailers will start it that way. <laughs> Isn't it great to see this logo? He's showing a logo that says that looks like the GIF logo, but it says Jiffy. For those of us that recognize it. You see, last night during my presentation, I had what was the equivalent of a troll, I guess. I don't really want to call him a troll because I feel like he was being genuinely sincere. But I got into talking about Jiffy peanut butter. And they basically said I had made a false statement that if you check the website, you'll find that Jiffy never existed. Clearly, this person does not comprehend the full and full uh, Mandela effect and exactly how this works. No, See, clearly you don't. Okay, I can't listen to this it's idiot awful. anymore. Yeah, I can't listen to this anymore. He's a total. He's just one of those like the Mandela effect means that you were wrong, buddy. Yeah. But there's a reason why everybody sort of had this collective mistake. Exactly. And he goes into for 13 full minutes explaining how he knows for a fact he's not conflating it with Skippy or Jiffy Pop because he remembers. The comments below are just filled with people backing him up, yes. by the way. I remember Jiffy. I 100% remember. Can I just get thumbs down on all of these? I will say this one thing for Dark Wolf, because he seems like a total nutbag. But anytime someone in the comments disagrees with him and just says, like, hey, dummy, it was Jiff. You're just misremembering because it's easy to conflate the two things. Mm. He writes a, a thoughtful, like, I disagree with you, but I really appreciate you taking the time to watch the shit, watch the, oh, the that's thing. Nice. And like, that's not what that's, I expected. That's not, that's not my memory of it. And I know I'm right, but thanks for, you know, he doesn't like, he doesn't. He's a friendly dark He doesn't wolf. respond in kind, which that's is, nice. I guess, something. That's nice. Makes me like 13% more sure that he's not going to like shoot up a mall. Yeah. All right. On that note, whew, what else we got? Um, this is from Catherine. She posted it to Facebook. And I remember this ad for Saturn. And it's really interesting because the um, this the Saturn ad from, I guess, the 90s. When else would it be, right? That was when Saturn was, yeah. a, was a thing. Um, yeah, we, Saturn like the first car that we saw the beginning and end of in our lifetime. It sure feels that way to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, this Saturn ad kind of like backfired because instead of p- making people imagine how great it would be to have a Saturn, it kind of 
indicated how great it would be if we weren't just such a car-centric world. And the premise here is, and I'm going to have to describe it because I don't think there's anything to really, like, indicate what the visuals are. It's just street scenes uh, from little local, you know, like little streets, uh, city streets to highways. But instead of being in cars... All you see are the people who would be in the cars and they're like, you know, they jog, they sort of jog instead mm-hmm. of driving. If there's if there would be four people in a car, you have four people standing in a little, you know, a little foursome standing at a stoplight. Maybe they come to a stop sign. They stop. They get You know, they make a right turn when it's mm-hmm. their turn. And so you have all these people just jogging around being out on the street as if they are the cars. And then Saturn explains that. They they think about the people inside the cars when they make the cars, oh. but but the author of the of the article who reposted this ad says like, but it really just reminded everybody that wouldn't it be nice if we could just walk yeah. places? Right. Yeah. So you got a, a guy backing out of his drive out of his garage on, by on running foot. backwards and running forward. Now we're on a busy city street. People are coming to stop signs and stopping. They're leaving a lot of space around them where their cars would be. People just in a parking garage or in a parking lot, a one person in each spot. Why is nobody leaving their cars when they're parked in a parking garage? I guess that way, how would you know there is a car parked yeah. there? So full city streets just yeah. filled with people, no cars. Very quiet. You can hear birds chirping. Yeah, that's a nice thing. Like, Yeah, this just makes you want to You have a bus it. driver walking across the street with all of his bus passengers uh, trotting along behind the kids. him. We design okay. our cars. We don't see sheet metal. We see the people who may one day drive them. Introducing the redesigned L, the View, and the all-new Ion. It's different in a Saturn. Saturn wasn't Saturn not so much a victory of car manufacturing, but like a victory of advertising. Wasn't yeah. that their huge thing? Was like that the they focus on people and and what else too? They had like some sort of like a killer app or something in in marketing. They were very di- they were a really different car company in a number of ways. They also I think were one of the first like their their bodies were plastic. Mm-hmm, the car the car body yeah. was plastic, which I think um, was kind of a new innovation at the time. Um, and yeah, they they just were, and they were their ads for when they first became a car company was like we're different, you know. Yeah, and they would show the people in the in the plants a lot. Wasn't that a big thing? That it really was. Yeah, yeah, right. This next one is from Eileen. Uh, I think she posted it to Facebook, and I had never seen this. It does look. It looks. She calls it an oldie but a goodie, and it does look pretty old. Um, she also says it's good for both ATM and Spotless, Andrew. Oh, so Spotless. Oh, hey, is that your the cleaning podcast? Is that the podcast all about cleaning? It's the podcast and... all about cleaning. I think you'll really appreciate this. Yeah. Unfortunately, kind of like the last one, it's very visual. But I, if you haven't seen it, you really should come check it out because it's a wonderful visual ad. Um, What's it for? I don't recognize this brand. It's probably a because it's South American brand. It's mm. um, it's a Brazilian commercial for a type of cleaner, like a spray cleaner. Called Silit Bang, C I L L I T Silit Bang. We uh, we open in a very grimy, very dark, um, like auto big auto garage, yeah. like a like a like a mechanics mm-hmm. garage. For some reason, which is not really explained and it doesn't really matter, at the end of the working day, all of the men, all all of the workers who have to be all men leave the fact leave the garage but as they close the door behind them they they intentionally trap one worker inside hmm. kind of i guess the implication being that he needs to clean up it's oh, his job okay. to clean up and so he grabs a bottle of this bang cleaner mm-hmm. and starts everything he touches with it and then wipes even just once with a towel becomes just sort of spotless. Okay, like, in other words, will he just wipe? I haven't seen this. Does he, like, wipe a small part of a car, but the entire car becomes spotless? No, no, it's very literal. Like, you, he puts some on the floor, he gives it a wipe, and whatever he wiped is just, like, instantly clean, right? Just, like, perfectly degreased. And it inspires him to do kind of a version. It's sort of like a cross between the She's a Maniac dance from... um, uh, oh gosh, dirty, da- not dirty dancing, not dirty dancing. I get these confused. You have dirty dancing. She's a maniac. Um, flash dance. Flash dance. Okay, it's yeah. kind of like flash dance meets the scene from Footloose, where he's There's dancing in a big barn. Okay, yeah. So this guy just like dances his way through this huge uh, mechanics garage, 
cleaning as he goes with with this Sillet Bang uh, cleaner. He's getting ready to leave. And then his boss says, nope, you're not going anywhere. Throws a rag at him. Closes him into the and Locks garage. him in. He sees there's like a can of oil that's now just spilled on the can on the ground. He sprays. He takes a wipe. Ooh, wow, that is clean. Cleans Ooh, it that's up. Satisfying. Wow. He puts in his headphones. Oh, now he's dancing around. And this is I love a good dance number in a yeah. commercial. And this is a very strong dance number. So he's dancing and cleaning and wiping. I wonder who this uh, actor is. I'm sure it's not all him doing all these stunts. Yeah, there, you can. I think there's a little bit of like um, some, sort of animation going there on. There is in here. for yeah. sure. He's doing some things that you could never do, but some of it's so delightful to watch. He gets up on one of those like rolling ladders yeah. and it spins through. He's the, spinning around through the through the garage. We see him through some windows there, which is why the audio went away. This makes me want to clean and dance. It and makes me want to clean and be da- and dance exactly. He's so I gotta charming. say though, the thing that's driving me crazy is he's not—he's like just doing one wipe here of the floor, and then one wipe oh, here of a wall, and one wipe. It's just like no, clean the whole wall, then clean the floor. Well, right. So others. It doesn't make. Then at the end, but... after he sprayed everything, oh, he hits the. Oh um, my god. He hits the sprinklers, and the sprinklers wash everything down, and now oh, suddenly. Oh my god! It's this garage so clean. is. Spotless. Now his boss comes back, opens up the garage door. I feel like, what is the movie where um, you, everybody locks themselves in the home? The Purge. For some reason, locking this guy in this garage overnight sort of has a purge <laughs> sort been, of element. He's been spared from the purge. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so now the place is sparkling white because of those sprinklers, uh, you know, rained down the cleaner then his boss opens the door apparently he's allowed to come out now that it's daybreak the place is beautiful but then the boss is so shocked at the cleanliness that he drops his cup of coffee on the floor so he just puts his headphones back in and gets ready to keep cleaning sell it bang yeah give me some of that i think it was i mean i love the dance number and i just think Mm -hmm. it's a great ad but i also think it's a very effective ad for something that like that really cuts through the grease yes i agree yeah because there is a different kind of thing too like the a grease cutter is an important thing it's like if you want something that doesn't leave streaks like i love my well do we have to get into this i love my (laughs) mrs meyer's all-purpose cleaner but that is not a streak-free product you know what i mean you would never use that on like our glass top stove or even our old um, our old metal stove because it would just be too streaky and you want something that cuts through grease. I would love to um, try that. Ooh, we should look for it. This was directed by somebody named Michael Gracie who's an Australian filmmaker. I'm looking to see if he did anything, um, like any films or anything that we would have heard of. Looks like he did uh, The Greatest Showman was a movie in yes. 2017. That rings a bell That's to me. That's with um, Hugh Jackman, right? Oh, and he was a producer on Rocket Man. But just a producer. Okay, just a producer, but that was the um, the Elton John biopic. So yeah, the, the person who directed this has uh, has actually done some work. Yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. Moving a little bit back in time, actually, um, this is from Michael. So we aren't we we aren't from here. We aren't from the Pacific Northwest. But apparently, if you are from here, I bet that this this next thing will be very familiar. There was um, a local furniture store owner named Tom Peterson, who is a Portland staple or was a mm. Portland staple probably back in the early '80s, um, and he kind of was famous. You know, like many local pitchmen, you know, he would he would do his pitch. He'd walk through the store. Ah, we got refrigerators. We got, you know, washing machines, whatever, whatever. Um, But then he became kind of better known for doing these kind of crazy promotions. Um, And he himself had a very distinctive flat top haircut. So eventually he started doing he started offering free flat top hair haircuts. You could come into a store and get a flat top haircut for free. Um. And, you know, for a is while... It almost like a crew cut? Is this what they used to call a crew cut? I guess that's a crew cut. I don't know. It's like it's very high and tight. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Um, why don't you play this first one, which is just to kind of to, to set the scene. You've got Tom Peterson just kind of pitching the the furniture and appliances in his store. And I'm going to put him as a maybe kind of a middle age, maybe 19, 19 maybe a guy who's like in his 50s, yeah. white guy. And like you say, really, really high and tight. And kind this of is from haircut. 1986. Okay. 
at Tom Peterson's. It's our 1986 Price Expo. Look for this circular in this weekend's newspaper. Buy this Westinghouse washer and dryer, both pieces, only $448. This 13-inch color TV remote, only $187. This 19-inch big screen color TV remote, only $227. This Westinghouse microwave oven with the frost cycle, only $149. Now that's Tom Peterson's The Happy Place to Buy. Wow, I love that they're, first of all, if we ever open up a store that sells televisions, which I understand is... Unlikely. Relatively unlikely. Unlikely, yeah. Um, we should only advertise our TVs as color TVs because I think that's funny. Or if we ever open a hotel, I think we should advertise color TVs. Sure. Uh, and cable. Um, <laughs> I also love that this microwave with defrost function. Yeah. You know, th those were, I mean, can you imagine selling a microwave now that didn't have a defrost function? No. I can imagine selling one that has a shitty defrost function because <laughs> I've had plenty of those in my life. Um, okay, so that's, now is this next one actually going to focus on the haircuts? Yeah, so this oh, next nice. one is for um, like their summer parking lot sale. So this is him and now his wife, Gloria. Gloria co-pitching and she talks they talk a lot about the um the little extras and perks that come with their their uh parking lot sale wake up hey wake up it's our summer parking lot sale where free is a very good price free mini brunch Free. By the way, can we pause? This is amazing. Can I, can I tell everyone what was in the free mini brunch? Okay, yeah. So, well, can we also just say, so it begins with him saying, wake up and knocking. He's talking to us, speaking directly to the screen, but it's almost like, as far as... For as much as this is not like Max Hedrum in many ways, <laughs> it's almost like the Max Hedrumification of culture. Like, behind Did you call him, him Max Hedrum? Hedrum. Hedrum. Yeah, but don't you say Max Hedrum? Wasn't that always like, it was just like in the play on words? How, well, he says it. You can't even listen. Are you going to try to play it? I, I know can't play it's spelled it, here. Look, look it up. Play it. This is Max Hedrum. Hedrum. And what you're about to witness is... Hedrum. Hedrum. But this it's is... one this, of the most is, sinister... This is Max Hedrum. He says it quickly. This is Max Hedrum. All right. Well, I feel like it's... Do you think it's somewhere between what yeah, you I and think, I are saying? I think it's splitting the difference. Anyway, I'm glad we went on that journey. Um, but anyway, so this guy, Tom Peterson's got like some sort of zoo TV situation behind him. It's yes. maybe a better thing where it's like a million of him in a TV behind him talking. So it's like kind of got this like duplication effect. And then suddenly you say this is his wife. Yes. His wife is like suddenly we're seeing this parking lot sale and she's like this disembodied head that is floating above the yes. parking lot sale. And then you wanted to talk about what is served in this mini brunch. The, Sunday, the free mini brunch involves cans of cans of soda. I like the fact that they have Coke, Pepsi and in the middle 7-Up. Yes, Coke, Pepsi, 7-Up, hot dogs and uh, Frito-Lay brand chips. I'm not a brunch snob. Yeah, they have a lot of Fritos. Oh, this looks but good. But hot dogs and chips is not brunch. You don't Just consider that a lunch. brunch it's food. Not brunch. Yeah, you're right. You should call it a, a lunch. Just call it a free hot dog. Of course, it's a mini brunch. It's not even a mini brunch. Really? What's in a mini brunch? I don't know. It's not that. <laughs> wake up. Hey, wake up. It's our summer parking lot sale. Where free is a very good price. Free mini brunch. Free Tom Peterson haircut. Free gift with every purchase. That's our famous seven-piece living room group for only $4.98, plus a free six-by-nine area run. Join us this weekend. Have a chip. Take a sip. Sit right down <laughs> and have a clip. Now that's Tom Peterson. And glorious too. What is, so they said, have a chip, and she holds up a potato chip, take a sip, and he holds up a can of Coke. Sit right down and have a clip. And have a clip. Get your hair cut. Um, YouTube is suggesting I play this one from 1981. Can I just play it? Sure. Are we in a hurry? No, we're not in a hurry. Let's take a listen to this. Free is a very good price. This 12-inch RCA black and white is free with a purchase of any 19 or 25-inch colored TV during the grand opening of our new video room. As Ooh. advertised this week in TV Guide and on the back page of TV Click, you can buy this 19-inch RCA color TV for only $3.99 and get the 12-inch RCA portable free. There's only one place to buy it. That's Tom Peterson's. You can I say, they couldn't give away those black and white TVs when yeah, color TVs right? came along. But it was a four hundred dollars for a 19-inch tube for a 19-inch tube TV. Yeah, God. and a free TV thrown in, plus a free black and white TV thrown in. Um, I gotta. Would you go? I think this is just my midlife crisis talking, but like, I would go to the mini brunch at Tom Peterson's. You, sit oh, on I, some sofas. 
I know you're. Yeah, because you love a free hot dog. I love a free hot dog. And you don't care what they call it, what meal they call <laughs> I don't, it. Yeah, I don't, exactly. You don't care if they call it second breakfast. <laughs> You'll eat a free hot dog. <laughs> Let me tell you about some of these. So they these promotions that they did, the haircuts uh-huh. being the most sort of notable. These stunts that they did became kind of known. They became known for them. So they offered the free flat top haircut to anyone who attended the opening of his third store mm-hmm. uh, in 1986. So that's right around the time uh, we, that we saw that ad. He got his first flat top haircut in 1952, and then he hired three barbers to give uh, the the same haircut on the floor of his showrooms. They gave about 50 haircuts the first day, and then he decided to make it a weekly event. He continued offering haircuts for two decades, and as of 2002, was still giving away about 10 haircuts per week. So just free haircuts, yeah. just loss leader, get him just in the door. Just loss leader, get him wow, in the door. Wow, I love it. Yeah. Um, so here's some other fun stuff. He They off, they uh, gave away Halloween masks, which were a black and white picture of his face, which I would love to get. I bet you that was terrifying. Very terrifying. They made a Tom Peterson, well, Peterson alarm clock, which is actually pretty sweet looking. It's very cool and vintage. Um, now it's vintage at the time. It was just regular. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a little little alarm clock that's shaped like a television and it has his face in the middle of it um and uh then wristwatches same thing same deal like his wrist just his face in the middle of a of a wristwatch um that sounds really cool it is really cool it went really well with the college youth they're a big thing on campus i guess it's kind of a cult thing <laughs> said peterson kurt cobain famously wore one a watch um, one of the watches yes and oh, you can cool. get them for about 130 bucks on ebay they are very sweet looking oh wow um let's see other promotions included uh t-shirts cups coloring books uh he turned a bus into a trolley that traveled around his parking lot um Oh, uh, on his fifth on the fiftieth anniversary of his wedding to Gloria, he offered coffee mugs with their photo on it. Aww. So, like you know, just like lots of good promotions, lots of good um, just gimmicks, which I love. More I gimmicks. I think I found a picture of the Tom Peterson Halloween mask. Can you see it yes, here? Do you think that's it? It's pretty. It's not as terrifying as I expected. <laughs> what but it's you, also not. What if like you saw a hundred small children wearing one? <laughs> I would. That would be scary. Yeah, I guess a hundred small children all wearing the same mask of anything would yeah, concern not great. me. Yeah, not great. That's great um but yeah i wouldn't mind getting one of those watches man yeah get your pretty, hands on, and what do you, you say they're going for like a hundred and 130 ish mm, that's probably a little, a little yeah. rich for my blood me too but if i ever stumble across one at a thrift store or something you can bet i'm gonna get it Head council, it's jingle time hello This is Amanda from near Atlanta. I've got a checkers jingle for you, and it's from, uh, like, the early 2000s. You got to eat. Say, who do you think you are? You won't get far unless you eat. Say, you got a date, won't wait. Say, you got ambition, takes ammunition. You got to eat, 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 eat. That's all I remember. (laughs) But anyway, I hope this finds you well. Bye-bye. Does that ring any bells to you no, at all? It doesn't. I don't think I was ever in a checkers, lo- like in a place where they sell checkers or where checkers exists. Yeah, we definitely had checkers when I was growing up. It wasn't like a staple for us. Uh-huh. But I'm honestly shocked that I don't remember this jingle, Amanda. Well, have you heard the original now? No, I'm gonna I haven't. Because I got to say, I don't think I remember this, but it, 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 I almost have the Mandela effect. This is so... I guess this is very, very early 2000s. It's so 90s looking, though. It's, but it's very, it's like it's like that perfect combination of the very end of the 90s, and it's like, it's like everything is sort of like intense. It's flashing back and forth between pretty saturated. You can colors. tell that no doubt was very popular. Yes, yes. To like, it's that thing where it's like. A sepia, not a sepia tone, but like a, an orange, like a, a brownish filter, and then a bluish filter, and then a black and white shot of somebody yes. looking like whoo, like a square or something yes, like that. Yes, a square in black and white, like a squ- a, a a dork in black and white going what? Yes, was like a specific thing. Yeah, now it the- was like used in everything back then. And so here it is. This is this checkers commercial. I mean, has anything ever been more the year two thousand <laughs> than this? Take a listen to this. You gotta eat. What are you doing? You gotta eat. Say, who do you think you are? You won't get far unless you eat. Say, you got a date, won't wait. Say, you got ambition, takes ammunition. What? You gotta eat, 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 eat. 
We'll get you in, we'll get you out, and in between, without a doubt, we'll give you something really, really good. That's checkers. Cause you gotta eat. You gotta eat. Say who do you think you are? You won't get far. We'll get you in, we'll get you out, and in between, without a doubt, we'll give you something really, really good. That's checkers. Cause you gotta eat. What are you doing? We'll get you in, we'll get you out, out. And in between, without a doubt, we'll give you something really, really good. That's checkers. So you just see like a bunch of kind of like, I don't even know how to describe it, like kind of like street scenes of people just like very colorful people, like riding skateboards or dancing they're in the juggling. street. They're juggling. They're they doing what appears to be a second line parade. Yeah. I saw no hacky sack, surprisingly, but, but it there feel, was, it, it was implied. Sack, hacky sack was implied, yeah. <laughs> also, this is the second time I've watched that. Um, and there's something about that that just seen. It's exactly a minute. It was a broadcast commercial. And, you know, probably the majority of commercials are 30, but you could have the extended one minute mix. This seemed like such a interesting choice to make this one a minute long because it feels so long yeah. to me because it's just the same thing over and over. The song doesn't change all that much. No, you only need 30 seconds of that. And now I don't think maybe, I mean, listen, I don't think 15 second commercials only came about after this, but like, I think we're used to like 15 second yes. commercials much more now than we used That's to be. That's why it I feels so long. And it's just like, for such a simple message, you got to eat, like I could see this being a 10 or 15 second clip that like they, they unveil the long one once and yeah. then you just see the tiny, like this thing just kind of kept going. Not even necessarily necessarily unpleasantly but just like it really I'm looking at my watch like oh we're still okay we're still doing this okay all right yeah, because it doesn't change at all yeah exactly seeing those checkers the buildings reminds me of kind of what an interesting and innovative thing that the checkers restaurants were why because they're they could be you could be you could go to school you know you could drive by a corner on Friday and have it be an empty corner, an empty lot, and drive by on Monday and there'd be a checkers Really? There. Because there are these modular buildings that could be assembled with like three or four mm. large pieces that could be dropped in with a, you know, a small crane, really. Um, so it'd be so weird. You'd be like, oh, there's suddenly a fast food restaurant wow. on this corner that wasn't there like last week. I think maybe I think the, rallies might have also had that. Model. I was going to say, I think I think we started to get rallies in Cleveland around the time I was even probably like late 90s, maybe early 2000s. Um, I also want to say racks, but no racks. Those were more like road trip food, right? Weren't racks along the highways and weren't racks in like like rest areas on a on a toll highway somewhere if you're going on a long trip with your family? R-A-X. R-A-X. Do you know about racks? It rings a bell, but I, I think it's more something that we maybe have talked about. Oh, okay. Rallies and checkers, by the way, are like Hardee's and... Same deal? Yeah. It's like the, okay. they're the same company. They just are either... Either they started out separate and were put together or they were just named differently. But yeah, their their buildings were built in this like super modular, super fast way where they could just be assembled almost literally overnight. Oh, you know what? Rax was a competitor of Arby's. I don't think I realized. That's right. Rax, what roast beef. We've talked you about know, this. You and I have gone the yeah. same exact journey before. I when think. you're getting hungry for a meal or a snack, you'll get a special sandwich. Stop in at Rax and say, pocket to me, baby. <laughs> a tasty taco in a pocket for only 99 cents. Pocket to me, baby. It's a taco in a pocket. Like, I will say, my family went through a big phase of getting pita pockets and uh -huh. making our sandwiches in pita pockets. Something I still enjoy, by the way, especially if you can get the lunch meat, like, really shaved. Um, so I don't know if that was a trend or not. But so you have racks. They're supposed to be selling roast beef. But instead, they're getting taco ingredients sold in a pita pocket, which is bold. When yeah. you're getting hungry for a meal or a snack, you get a special sandwich. Stop in and rack some save pocket to me, baby. With a tasty taco in a pocket for only 99 cents. That's oh, really that looks so bad. bad. You get a special sandwich. Pocket to me, baby. <laughs> With a pocket of tangy oh, meatballs for only $1.19. Pocket to me, baby. Pocket to me. Can we describe oh that pocket taco or whatever they call it? Because 
Why do you call it a taco? Uh, you know that I don't like cheese anyway, but so you have, what are the main ingredients of a taco, right? You have like the ground meat that's probably seasoned. You, it looks like you have some shredded lettuce. So good for them shredding the lettuce. But then they stick in the pocket a full undiced slice of tomato. And? And just a square of it looks like unmelted American, American cheese. cheese. Just a square sticking out of the pocket. And all it of looks this is so All gross. of this is jammed in a pita half of a pita why would you not shred that cheese and melt it i don't know why would anyone order this to begin why would anybody it looks do that like an absolute abomination and i forgot i've typed in rack's commercial before and this thing pops up i won't play it now but there's some four minute youtube video called the commercial that killed a fast food chain and i think i've watched this before like racks had some sort of an advertising and maybe it was even this maybe maybe the argument of this uh you know video that's made by some enthusiast is that like when racks tried to go too broad that might have been their sort of downfall yeah they were trying to compete with too many things yeah you gotta you gotta find a lane and stay in it oh my god that looks disgusting pocket to me baby please do not (laughs) you can sell anything you can sell anything it's summertime in our windows even though i'm in a basement studio here i got these windows kind of high up on the walls and they're open now, and I wonder if our neighbors are finally starting to wonder what the hell goes on in here as you and I are screaming things like, pocket to me, baby. <laughs> probably explain that to them at some point. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Veeves, that was a lot of fun. Um, how can people continue to send stuff into us? Yes, thanks, Ad Council. This was great. I'm so glad we got to um, dig into some of the things you've been sending in. Sorry, it's taken so long for a few of them. You can call us uh, with more jingles, with more ideas, with more commentary at 607-444-5597. Again, that's 607-444-5597. Or email us at after these messages show at Gmail. And on the Facebook group, I assume you'll be posting a link to that um, dancing video that we loved so much. Yes, it'll all be there in the face in the in the Facebook group uh, under the show uh, sheet today. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Really oh, dip is he once again back again.